When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, you've been listening to Texas A&M Basketball. Welcome to the CHI St. Joseph's Health Postgame Show, presented by CHI St. Joseph, the official healthcare provider of Texas A&M Athletics. Once again, here is the voice of Texas A&M Basketball, Andrew Monaco. Welcome inside uh, Reed Arena and the CHI St. Joseph Health Postgame Show. CHI St. Joseph Health, the official health care provider of Texas A&M Athletics. The Fighting Texas Aggies are 77-69 winners over the Arkansas Razorbacks. They close the season with consecutive wins over Auburn and Arkansas. They finish 10-8 in SEC play. They're 16-14 overall. They go 5-4 here at Reed Arena in conference. Conference play. They went five and four on the road in SEC play. Time now for our AT&T calls of the game. It's French. Above foul line extended. Hooks a pass to Savion. Up top, Chuck. Catch, shoot, three, swish. Wendell Mitchell buries the three. So J.J. initiates the offense with 11.50 to play. Quinton Jackson shy of the right elbow to J.J. High left wing three. Chandler buried it. Between the circles, Savion flag, foul line extended beyond the arc. Up top, Chuck. He's buries a 27-footer, his second three, 22-19 Arkansas. You can really see that he gets where he wants. Lob, Nebo from Gordon comes down, goes right back up. Pogo stick, and he jams it. It's Miller, left side of the floor, skip pass, J.J., right wing three. Yep, J.J. hits his second three, answers the Mason Jones three. 46-41 Aggies. Backs him down into the paint, jump pass, Mitchell, left corner three. 
buries it. Wendell Mitchell, his fourth three. He's got 18, and the Aggies by six, 51-45. Jalen Harris to Mason Jones on the left wing, around a coup. Underneath, lost the ball, and Quinton has it. Gordon on his left, flag on his right. Savion, straightaway three. Yes, Savion! Looping pass back to Chuck on the right side of that circle. Ten to shoot. Chuck goes to work. Lob. Q. Oh, my goodness. He reached back behind him and just tomahawked it home. 71 to 60, Aggies. Foul line extended left side. Adriel Bailey's three is no good. Chuck has the rebound. Shot clock is off. Q will flare to the wing. Dribble it out. This fighting Texas Aggie team is 10 and 8 in SEC play. 16 and 14. The seniors go out with a win. 77-69. Wendell Mitchell with 25. Josh Nebo with 20. Mark French, who got the starts. And this Aggie team. <coughs> now, you, yeah. know, I, you know, it was a couple games ago. We started the, the post game, and I said, this team, man, this team. And I just shake my head. And that's why I said it's been a joy to watch the development and the growth. If you look at just a snapshot, it's a completely different picture. But if you look at the film of this entire season, man, a spectacular ending for these 30 games going 10 and 8 in SEC play. Well, one of the things is, you know, we're up close and personal. We get to see it and you, you see what they do in practice. You see what their coaches do to prepare them and and to not get their heads down and, and to be positive through this all. But to look at the stats right now, uh, you know, I got caught saying that we didn't have a, a bona fide go get rebounder guy other than Josh. And now you have uh, Emmanuel Miller gets mm -hmm. 10 rebounds mm -hmm. tonight, had to win the battle on the boards big in this game. Uh, do that. But that's a guy that, you know, a phenomenal come along as far as the season where he was at the beginning and then where he is now. The sixth time he's grabbed 10 or more rebounds. And so you, you look at the team and you go, okay, so we can't score. Remember, you know, and, and people, I don't know how you win because you can't score. Well, it's evolution of this team. Look at the stats. Arkansas, one of the better half-court defensive teams. A&M shoots 40% from three, 47% from the floor. Uh, oh, total. But you got guys like Chuck, you know, again, I'm, you and I you kind of have a love fest with Chuck because we <laughs> saw him. Too. We saw him. We saw him in his in his heyday last part of uh, SEC last year. Uh, it doesn't surprise us. That's the kind of range he has. That's the kind of confidence he has. So now he's hit four technical free throws in Auburn uh, with a rabid, rabid crowd trying to get into him. He comes again. Have to have him because we're leaking oil at the free throw line. We're leaking oil at the free throw line. What does he do? He knocks him down. Yeah. Hey, that guy's playing at a high level right now. You talk about being in the guts of the game is when he comes through. And again, I, I saw Quentin Jackson. Of course, we do revert back occasionally. We've done less of that as the season uh, has progressed, but got a little heady, but that shows you how much confidence they have. They're just playing now and you go, no, don't do that because you know, you don't need to force the issue. So they rein themselves back in. But again, the confidence getting to know Josh is a bailout. There was not much lobbing going on. Now everybody does. Right. I mean, they do it to a fault because they think they can get everything. That's right. But then again, this, the, the comfort. You've said this before. How long does it take for people to get familiar and comfortable with what people can do? Well, how about Chuck pulling it out, looking the other way? It looks like he's going to shoot a three, and he and – he, Throws it up there for Quentin to finish. Unbelievable. Because Q gets it's it's just a wink or a nod or something, and Chuck, who can hit that shot, 
if you're Arkansas, right? Gets all yep. the focus, and all of a sudden, Q curling on that left wing. And it's unselfishness also. I mean, that's the other thing. I can shoot this, but, hey, this is what's best for us. And I think there's a little bit of a – I want to show this crowd what my boy, I'm with <laughs> my, you. my man, Quentin with can you. do. Yep. And uh, he went up because it wasn't the most stellar pass of the world. The degree of difficulty was about as high as you can get. That's... The Russian judges would have given him <laughs> yeah. credit. I, I, think. I think so. Even Russian they would have been so, yeah, they would have been that impressed, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. But there's that single-mindedness of Q of I am going to make, the, I don't care where the ball is. I'm going to catch it, and I'm going to ram it through the rim as hard as I can. <laughs> but, but it's how, usually spectacular. How about when he went baseline? In the crowd earlier and he and he was going to jam on somebody and they had to they fouled him but i mean he rose up now and that guy has got some explosion in yeah. him we have many more highlights to come the highlights you just heard are our at&t calls of the game they're brought to you by at&t america's best network which reminds you that networks like college basketball should never be just okay best network based on gws1 score september 2019 when we come back we will have our Wells Fargo winning moments. There is going to be a play in here that I think typifies not just this game, this team's season, and perhaps this team's identity. 77-69, the Aggies defeat the Arkansas Razorbacks. A reminder, tonight's game was presented by Aggie Land Outfitters, the leader in Aggie gifts and apparel. You can visit their flagship location. It's right there on University Drive here in College Station, or go online at Aggie Land Outfitters. Com. CHI St. Joseph Health postgame show rolls on from Reed Arena, 77-69. Aggies beat Arkansas. This is Aggie basketball from Learfield IMG College. We continue with the CHI St. Joseph Health postgame show. Along with John Thornton, I'm Andrew Monaco. The Aggies are 77-69 winners over the Arkansas Razorbacks. Before we get to today's Wells Fargo winning moments, I also want to add into this uh, our Wells Fargo between the baselines. I'm going to double this one up because to before we get to this first highlight, uh, it's, it's a team that falls behind by six in that first half, scrapping a little bit. They go on a 12-1 run at the end of the first half do the Aggies after falling behind 28-21. It is a play made by Emmanuel Miller on a ball that's getting knocked towards the Aggie bench that would be out of bounds on Texas A&M. E-Man goes in front of the bench, saves it with the left hand. Now, Q dives for the ball, so he's on his belly watching E-Man, saves it with the left hand behind his back to Q, then a timeout. That kind of started... A little bit of everything. But your thought was, yeah, I can see the Aggies doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's definitely one of their plays. What I love is a play like that is everybody knows how valued that is because that's the expectation. You know, if you can make a play like that, you're, you're a rock star. And you saw that bench erupt because that has that that has daggum legs because that's exactly what you're fostering in every day in practice. And you can't – if you don't do that every day, it just doesn't happen because right. you don't think about doing right. it. Well, it's got to be just second nature because it's something that's reinforced and, and positively taken. So great for great for Emmanuel Miller to do it. Doesn't surprise me because that guy's got more energy. We've seen him get on the plane with energy. We've seen him get off the plane with energy. <laughs> he did that, after Auburn, right? That, exactly. So he he does it. He only knows one speed, and that's all out. And that's what he did. So it set up what would end up being the final play of the first half is our Wells Fargo winning moment and our Wells Fargo between the baselines. Mitchell, six to shoot, in and out the three, and Nebel rams it in. 33 to 30, 
Texas A&M has the lead at the half. Josh Nebo got that offensive rebound for the Aggies in that possession. Four offensive rebounds. The fourth was Nebo. They kept tipping it up and tipping it up and tipping it up. It went out to Chuck. He missed it. And then that final offensive rebound ended up being that dunk by Josh in the three-point halftime lead. Well, I could say this with this team, uh, you know, it, it, it ain't over till it's over. And, and that's what they do on possessions. I mean, it's shots. And, and that's what was lacking early because I'm not sure that they really realized what it was going to take for them to have success. But those possessions, you got a battle. you got out of battle and you know you 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 have a little bad luck or whatever else but they never never say died on, on that possession that gave them the three-point lead and on this senior day as we mentioned mark french made the start seventh of the season his eighth for his aggie career but uh we'll go with josh nebo first 20 points here's another one for the senior the wells fargo winning moments buzz took over a game in auburn High post right side, Nebo down the right lane line. He's going to lean in. He's just going to bully ball it right over Bailey and tie this game at five. Didn't have an answer no. for Josh Nebo. Well, you know, two things. One is we knew they were going to shoot it. You got Jones and, and Mason. I mean, as good as you could, you're going to face. But we have a guy that they, they have a, a leaper in Henderson. He's long, lean, and they box some shots now. Three blocks. To I mean, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. Having, having played back when, back when, but it's one thing to beat your guy, but there's people hanging in the in the wings that are coming to get your stuff too, and that's what Josh has to contend with every game. And it's not one or two, but it's it's a team effort to try to to, to inhibit him. And so for him to be resilient and keep going back at it and back at it and back at it speaks volumes for his uh, his belief right now. So he will finish the regular season with eight consecutive double-figure games. Will Josh Nebo and for Wendell Mitchell, we talked about this stretch again against some great teams this final third of the SEC uh, season. Um, Chuck had 14 in the win over Auburn. The only time he wasn't in double figures in his last uh, eight games was against LSU when he had just five. But he had 18 against Kentucky. He had 20 in the win over Mississippi State. He had 18 on the road at Alabama. He had 13 at the start of that three-game winning streak for the Aggies. And he will end here at Reed Arena. The kid who said, I dreamed of playing D1 basketball Grew up in Rockdale, here at Reed Arena. How about finishing with a career-high tying 25? You know, it's interesting also. Last year, uh, uh, you know, he kind of snuck into the league where people didn't really realize he had that kind of uh, he could be that prolific from three. Well, you know what? He's no secret right now. Everybody knows he can do it. And I don't know what his field goal percentage best, but this is as big a game as he's going to play in his life, basically. And he was uh, 8 for 13 from the floor, 5 for 10 for three. And that's with people knowing what he can do. So what does he do? He just backs up two steps and fires away because that sucker was hitting him. We, we've, we jokingly called him SEC Chuck last year, didn't we? Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he came through through the conference. So our Wells Fargo winning moment for for this senior, here's Wendell Mitchell. Chuck with a left-handed dribble, near sideline to us. He's going to launch into a high left wing three. He's backpedaling already because he splashed that three. He's got 13, and the Aggies back up by four, 38-34. Eight of 13 for Wendell Mitchell, five of 10 from beyond the arc, four of four from the line, 25 points, five rebounds, three assists, two turnovers in 33 and a half minutes. <laughs> you know what? All you want to do as a senior is leave it all on the floor in your last game, right? Yeah. They certainly did. Well, how, again, in the transition from being a shooting guard to having to run the show, I mean, 
you can it's wishful thinking with a lot of guys that, that they're known for just scoring yeah but he's he's that guy but he's also the guy that has to get people in the right spots to handle pressure when people are trying to turn you over get you out of your offense and so he's adjusted that role better than i think anybody ever thought that he could do and i'm not so sure buzz knew he could do that at the good very point. beginning no good point and, and but think, think about it. he he got in foul trouble but he ended up playing 33 minutes more than anybody yeah. on AM's team. And at that at that clip that he's having to play at, and those big shots, we take them a little bit for granted now, but those the shots that he hits, we've seen him have not a great field goal percentage in a game, but bomb. Yeah. I mean, he hit a bomb at Tennessee, he hit a bomb at Auburn. Uh, tonight he was just he was just prolific from three. Just outstanding. 25 for him. Mason Jones of Arkansas would finish with 30 for him. Ninth time he scored 30 or more. Those are our Wells Fargo winning moments and our Wells Fargo between the baselines. Wells Fargo is the official bank of Texas A&M Athletics. We'll come back. We still have Buzz Williams who will join us when the CHI St. Joseph Health postgame show rolls on from Reed Arena. 77-69 Texas A&M over Arkansas. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College. The CHI St. Joseph Health postgame show rolls on from Reed Arena. The Aggies 77-69 winners over Arkansas. They wrap up the regular season. SEC tournament's next. So we still have one more game to go in the SEC. Ole Miss playing Mississippi State. Right now there's a two-way tie for 10th between Missouri and Arkansas. They split, by the way, in the regular season. Ole Miss is playing Mississippi State. If Ole Miss wins that game, Arkansas is the 10 seed. They'll play Texas A&M. If Ole Miss loses, A&M plays Missouri. Wow. But it's on a Thursday, partner. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, who would have ever thought that uh, we'd be playing on a Thursday at the beginning of this SEC play? But, uh, again, we could go over and over and over how far this team has come. Yeah, that's truer words were never spoken than that right there. Let's take a look at our final box scores presented by Raising Canes. And for the Aggies, we mentioned 25 for Wendell Mitchell on 8 of 13 shooting, 5 of 10 beyond the arc, 4 of 4 from the line, 5 points, excuse me, 5 rebounds, 3 assists to go with those 25 points. Josh Nebo scores 20 with 7 rebounds and 3 offensive rebounds. Josh goes 9 of 15 uh, from the floor, 2 of 7 from the line. He added 2 more blocks, giving him 55 on the season. 14 for Quentin Jackson off the bench. Q3 of 7 from the floor, but 8 of 10 from the free throw line. Quentin Jackson, he made one of his first three free throws, made his next seven in Q when the Aggies absolutely needed them. Those three in double figures. Double figure rebounds for Emmanuel Miller for the sixth time this season, and I believe it's the third time in SEC play he's grabbed double figure rebounds. Uh... You know what? He did it twice. Twice he's grabbed 10 rebounds against Arkansas. Missouri, Georgia, and here against Arkansas for uh, Emmanuel Miller. Seven points, 10 rebounds for him with four offensive rebounds for Emmanuel Miller. Five points, four rebounds for Savion Flagg. He also had a team-high four assists. Six points for J.J. Chandler. Two of two from the floor. Two of two beyond the arc. Got himself in some foul trouble, uh, did J.J. The Aggies would shoot 25 of 53 for the game, that is 47%, but in the second half, 13 of 22 is 59%. <laughs> Arkansas shoots 43%, 22 of 51. 
in the second half. They shoot 12 of 27. That is 44%. Points in the paint. Texas A&M 32 to 10. Second chance points, Texas A&M 13 to 4. Arkansas had a 17-5 advantage when it comes to fast breaks. And when it comes to the bench points, 20 to 6, Texas A&M. Rebounding, Aggies plus 16, 41 to 25. Aggies are a plus 10 when it comes to offensive rebounds, 15-5. Those are Raising Cane's final box score numbers. Raising Cane's chicken fingers, one love. Head coach of Texas A&M, Buzz Williams, is with us. Congratulations, Coach. I know you're Thank always you so thankful. Much. I know you're always uh, um, for every opportunity to get together to play. But when you see uh, when you see this team play like this, and when you take the longer view of where they've come and where they are, boy, Buzz, this has been an absolute pleasure all season long. Not just tonight, but all season long. Yeah, it scarred my heart, um, and I just want to make sure that I process it in the right way so that uh, my interaction with our guys is the appropriate level of wisdom relative to their life, um, not their game, because uh, the things that have transpired have been really cool relative to the results in basketball. But I think we can't go so fast maybe that we're not paying attention to the lessons that will help them relative to their life. Um, you it's, 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 uh, it's historical. In many, no, many I, respects. I, I agree with you, and there's one thing about it. You, you talk about putting your mark on a program. I think it was two plays that basically resonate with me. That's what you have tried to create here, and you absolutely have done it, and it came together. One was Emmanuel Miller saving the ball out of bounds. Things are, and, that, and, and the play, not only him, but the save to Quentin on the ground to get it, and who's, then the bench's reaction because everybody knows that's what you got to do. Q, who's yeah. on his belly diving for that ball <laughs> yeah, also. I'm, I'm looking, it's in front of you. I'm looking forward to uh, – the pitchers <laughs> oh. of that, I, I, you know, I'm a pitcher freak, and so yeah, I want to uh, see that. Yeah, I, I'll text it to you. That, those uh, <laughs> those um, those pitchers of that possession will be. No, I'm telling you, that's that's your program. Yeah. And I was telling Andrew, you don't just create that; you create that every day in practice. You yeah. can't say I want to do that at that time. No, no. you got to can't even think. It's just got to happen. Yeah, that's that. It has to be your instinct. That's exactly right. And that that's um, again. Uh, a myriad of lessons for their life, but uh, how hard you have to try right. just to have a chance and how valuable a possession is. Well, I go know, with that. A, a day is, well, a, a practice. Well, how about this, though? Okay, you talk about the game. I mean, it's just bad. That's a good team you're playing. They, oh. the, the weapons that they have, the style of play, whatever, to battle and then make the play at halftime, and it wasn't easy. How many times did you tip it? How many times did you get it? How many times did you go back at it? Chuck shoots a three, and how many more tips, and then you end up with a dunk. But that was five guys battling their butts off to get that thing right. Unbelievable. Yeah, they, they were uh, – I ran off. I guess I was off the court before the half was over. I was a little too excited. Uh, but I think that. Um, yeah, Where'd Coach go? He's celebrating. I was, with I, was, I was at the nail hole. <laughs> I was at the nail hole, and then I kind of lost sorts of where I was and ended up running into the dancers like I was <laughs> on their team. Hey, but coach, as far as the, 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 the way you played tonight, one of the things that like, we gave up layups and threes in Arkansas, they're going to make threes. They're that yeah. good. As, but you didn't give up paint points. That's team defense. Did way better. Um, 32 out of their 51 shots 
from three uh, really good relative to what we want to be about. Uh, they shot 54 free throws on uh, Wednesday night. They only shot 15 tonight. They're very reliant on points from the free throw line, which is based on what you're saying, getting it to the paint, however that is, off the bounce or the pass. That's where teams foul. I thought um, in many respects that has that was one of our better nights. Um, we call the lane on offense the paint. And then, you know, one foot on either side of the lane line is the NBA lane line. And I know you guys know this, but, you know, we put tape where the NBA lane line is. And on defense, we call that the box. And so one of the numbers that we track is the percentage of times the ball gets to the box, which is related to us defensively, and then the percentage of times that the ball gets to the paint for us offensively. And tonight, we want to keep the ball out of the box. We want that number to be less than 56%. If that number is less than 56%, it probably means categorically that they're shooting a high volume of threes. And tonight, that number was 43%. And they put a lot of stress on you because they're going to play 125 to 135 minutes with five guards, all of which that can pass, dribble, and shoot. And so for us, that puts stress on everybody, but specifically Nebo and Aku, of how are they going to guard on the perimeter. Right. And collectively, we still have to keep the ball out of the box. And tonight they got to the box 43% of the time, which is incredibly hard a hard number to achieve uh, in a 70-possession game. No, again, and, and we're talking about the, the culmination of so much has gone into this. You talk about having a season in a can or a film that you can refer to for the rest of the program here. You yeah, got that. That's this, right. This is I, it. I, 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 um, that was one thing we talked about this morning in the film room was of the things that were important to us in this game, the things that we have been preparing for. Are we going to be able to use today's game to clip it out and in future years say, this is what it looks like? Um, because we've done that early in the year with previous teams so that they could see, they see how themselves it looks. now. And then that's exactly right. And Lyle said that, not me. But you could tell as Lyle was saying it, that it was resonating with our group, like, yeah, it, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. We we need to be the example, and, whew. <laughs> See, I guess we'll wrap this up, but I'm gonna, but I'm gonna do this, and you're gonna hate me for it because there there is a sense that you have a little bit of emotion. Yeah, but, but, I'm just trying to process <laughs> it the right way. How about this though? You think about what Josh Nebo and Chuck, you talk about growing and Mark French, those three guys, how big they were for buy-in for what you're trying to do and how much better it made them and what they meant to this team. So I'm throwing you that. Yeah, I know um, you, <laughs> you know, um, Chuck is the least polluted kid I've ever coached. He has, he has no pollution in his soul. 
He has no pollution in his mouth. He has no pollution in his brain. Uh, he's been to three schools. He's been in college five years. And he's had four coaching staffs. Uh, I, I don't, you, you can't have more. That's it. You can't go to more schools than mm -mm. three. How many more coaches and can I you don't have? Think, I don't think you can have more than four coaching staffs. And even though uh, the stats don't show it, the presence that French has amongst his peers is real. It's not fake. Right. Mm -mm. He's not scared to tell the truth. And obviously this transpired long before we arrived. But when he speaks, those guys listen. Not just the returning guys. The new guys followed the old guys on when French speaks, listen. And I think the, I don't know if there's like a most changed award, but Nebo wins. I agree with mm -hmm. you totally. That because guy. Uh, he, he went from living on a different planet <laughs> to he is involved in the priority of what we're doing per possession to the point that when he fails, we fail, and his ability to be accountable for that, to go from living somewhere else other than College Station to being accountable, like he, he turned the ball over uh, down the stretch, and like as the ball is being advanced to their rim, he's looking at me, coach, my bad. <laughs> and damn, get your ass back. We'll talk about that later. But like he's so willing to be accountable for right, that. Right. And but you know what? I'll tell you what you, I, you've done for him, though. I'm telling you, he was be a guy. Does he? Have, can he block shots? Can he run the floor? Can he be a factor? He he, he was all that. Yeah. But y'all, you and your staff, got him where he wanted the ball. He would disappear. Yeah. He used yeah. to disappear. He doesn't disappear. If he didn't all. get it, he wouldn't call for it. And he yeah. and which and would he, drive him crazy. Yeah. Repost, yeah. repost. He'll do that. He's he's. <laughs> I, we we will miss him. Yeah. We will miss his talent. But we will miss what he covered up mm. for our deficiencies mm. on both ends. Because when he's not out there, in many respects, our deficiencies are multiple. Right. And they're glaring. And his talent for sure overcomes some of those but his willingness to change his mentality right. and couple that with his talent. What a, what a transformation, though. Two things. Been. Chuck's never going to have to buy another pair of socks, and I hope you like his face because you're going to see him on that culture wall with all the charges. He's, that he's uh, I, think, uh, I, think, I, I, uh, I think he had two today. Is that right? I've got him for three, and I was that, thinking if I missed the fourth one or not. Yeah. They, um, I think that puts him to 28. Um, he, he may end up winning. I can't remember the number on the wall. Jay Crowder took the most in my career, mm. 29. Really? Gotcha. And, uh, wow. Yeah, and, and Chuck and Jay, 
Uh, Chuck's more polished as far as how he speaks, but at that time, but as far as who they are and their, they care about winning above all else. That's right. And they're willing to step to the forefront of when it's time to win. And if it goes good or bad, they have the guts to endure it. And you you don't – for sure his number is 28. Mm-hmm. But for sure you, you're not in the mix to take 28 charges over the course of 30 games in a defensive style of play that you've never even heard of. Right, right. Unless you're wanting to be in the mix for what matters to win. That's a great statement. Ooh, great statement. Enjoy this one. We will see you in Nashville, my friend. Thank you. Thank Enjoy you. Appreciate it. Buzz Williams joining us as he does after every game. Aggie 77-69 winners over Arkansas. We will come back, wrap up. John still has his UPS My Choice alert that he has to update. And then he's getting out of here. <laughs> when we come back, 77-69 Aggies over Arkansas. This is Aggie basketball from Learfield IMG College. The CHI St. Joseph Health postgame show continues. Aggies defeat Arkansas 77-69 here at Reed Arena. Time for today's UPS My Choice Alert brought to you by UPS. We asked John what he's alert for before every game. He updates it after every game. How'd you do today, John? Well, I think I hit a point that uh, I wish I could give you a better stat for what how we, we won in that, but... Uh, didn't want to get into a free throw shooting contest. Right. We don't foul. We didn't foul. And it's a good thing. They had 15 uh, attempts. A&M had 31. A&M 19 for 31. So the, the free throw battle, A&M won, but in a kind of a roundabout way. Yeah. Went to the line more. Didn't shoot a great percentage throughout the course of the game, but had Quentin Jackson and uh, Wendell Mitchell hit big three th- late. So... We didn't march them to the line. We did. Right. And and I think that goes back to what you and Buzz were talking about last segment about that box, that touch in the box. When you're shooting, fans have to understand this. When you're in a jump shooting team, you're not going to get rewarded. The team that normally gets rewarded on the floor is the team that's aggressive and taking it to the rim. It's not to say that Arkansas didn't deserve the free throws that they got. We saw Mason Jones get there and Isaiah Joe. But since they're not, since they're perimeter oriented, they're going to shoot more jump shots. And by the Aggies making it one and done and not allowing the offensive rebounds, that's where some of those free throws pile up as well. Well, they? it does. And he he alluded to it. It's it's an open post, and so it makes it tough. And you're trying to guard that box. There's nobody there that, that's an automatic step and help. Everybody's everywhere, and there's a lot of movement. You want to occupy the defense, so it's not natural for a slide over or a rotation. So to you got to commend a and in the defensive uh, overall game plan because he subbed he sub guards. Yes, and, he did. And, and dead balls so that guards could guard guards. Mm-hmm. Made it very key on that. You don't want that mismatch, which we saw Kentucky right. is able to do with their guards. Working together to achieve great things like Texas A&M basketball. That's problem solving. You can visit UPS.com to learn more about UPS My Choice Alerts, official logistics company of Texas A&M Athletics. We are back with you. Well, you know what? We're going to visit with you Monday night. It will be our final edition of the Buzz Williams 
radio show. We will come your way at 7 o'clock from Rudy's, 504 Harvey Road, from 7 to 8, all along the Texas A&M Sports Network. And as we know right now, we're playing Thursday night. We don't know if we're the first game of the night in the evening session in the SEC or if we're the second. A six or a seven seed for Texas A&M could be playing Missouri, could be playing the winner of Missouri and Vanderbilt, which would be interesting. Could have, could have to play a team that played the, the day before. You can follow 12thman.com. They'll have all the information once everything's final after the Ole Miss-Mississippi State game tonight. We'll also have all that information for you on Monday. Monday during Buzz's coaches show. Oh, the, the key, the key word I heard come out of your mouth is Thursday. Thursday, <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, we played Wednesday last year and won, which yep. was great. We also played on Thursday, but that win over Vanderbilt, but then lost to Mississippi State. But this team could be a six or a seven seed, and again, that number 10, 10 and eight in SEC play. Buzz's best first year anywhere he's been. This has just been tremendous. It is, and you know what? I don't think as much as we've seen it and experienced it, I don't know if it's really going to soak in till after the fact, sometime a month from now, when you go look at what this team has done and accomplished, and then where the potential and where this program is going to going to go. So I think that would be a realization that's uh, yet to happen. My last question to you tonight for these seniors. Yes, they left it on the floor. At some point, they're going to get to reflect back at part of the legacy that is being built here, part of the culture, them buying into this, as well as the more experienced guys. Them buying in has been a big part for this season, hasn't it? Yeah, having been a player and having been a coach, you have special teams, special years you always look back at. You know, you, you can name five. You're with the Spurs. You can talk about the years that you, you – this was special. They're all good, but this was special. This is phenomenal. And these guys will be celebrated. And you know what? Celebrated really doesn't even matter. They know what they did. Right. They know what they did for this program. And more importantly, their teammates did. The team, the team after them is going to know it. And this coaching staff does. So it's a phenomenal first – Step first bricks, uh, the foundation for a very good program. And I, I hope all of the Aggies and all of 12th Man understands when Buzz says he's appreciative, he's appreciative of that change. He's appreciative of what these players have become. Yes, he, I don't say pulled it out. They, they did it. He told us time and again, change is hard. You're right. <laughs> change is hard. And you have to be willing to do it. They have because there's that trust. Maybe more than anything, there's that love, right. right? It's one of those things when you go through hardship, and the hardship, I mean, he challenged them, challenged them. They had to learn a whole new system, a, a way to play that you can't fake. And so if you can do that, and, uh, you know, the, the tough love type part of practice will make you better, and you, you sell out to that, um, that's something that you, people want to have, but you have to earn, and they've done that. So are we playing with house money? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a, a doubt. It's another inside joke. I asked John early, what what number of wins are we playing with house money? The funny thing is, we wanted more of that house's money, didn't we? <laughs> Ten and eight in the SEC is where the Aggies finish. They will be the six or the seven seed in the SEC tournament. So we will talk to you on Thursday night from Nashville. For my partner, John Thornton, for Abby Clad, who's the producer of Aggie Basketball in our Learfield IMG College Studios, I'm Andrew Monaco. We thank you for joining us all season long through this non-conference, through the conference, and we do it again in Nashville. But we are very thankful that you have been with us all season long. Thanks and gig'em. This is Aggie Basketball from Learfield IMG College.
on the Texas A&M Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This has been the CHI St. Joseph's Health Postgame Show presented by CHI St. Joseph, the official health care provider of Texas A&M Athletics. Also brought to you by AT&T, America's best network, reminding you that networks like college basketball should never be just okay. Best network based on GWS One Score September 2019. Natty Light Seltzer. This basketball season, Natty Light Seltzer is crashing the party hard. State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 1 800 State Farm. And by Pepsi, the official soft drink of Texas AM basketball. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Texas A&M Sports Network.